National Parks Traveler. Postcards from the Parks. There is the Yellowstone National Park that most people know. The steaming landscape of Old Faithful and Steamboat Geysers, of Grand Prismatic Spring and Mammoth Hot Springs, and of the Lamar and Hayden Valleys with their bison and occasionally bear jams. The Yellowstone of conga lines of visitors navigating the upper and midway geyser basin boardwalks, of the reservation-only dining rooms, and of the bus tours disgorging their occupants only to vacuum them back up in a little while. That was Yellowstone we left behind, paddled away from, for five glorious late August days. Loading our kayaks with tents and food, clothing and other odds and ends to make life off the grid comfortable, we launched from the Grand Village Marina. We headed slowly east into the rising morning sun, following the shoreline along Yellowstone Lake. Passing Breeze Point, which mercifully wasn't breezy, we veered to the right, steadily making our way south, passing Wolf Point and Snipe Point, crossing Eagle Bay and entering Flat Mountain Arm. The Dixie Fire and other blazes in the west had left a gauzy veil over the Absaroka Mountains off to the east. But the subtler aspects of exploring Yellowstone by kayak didn't disappoint us. There were the bald eagles and their fledglings, some launching from snags and gliding above us, others simply watching our progress. There was half of an elk jaw several feet under water that I spied, its molars still intact. Our camps were surrounded in all directions by huge, sprawling mats of wild strawberry patches that left us disappointed only because we had missed the harvest. In the surrounding lodgepole forests, much of which had burned during the historic 1988 wildfires and other blazes in the years to follow, were growing thick and green and piney again with newer generations of trees that had just about erased the damage of those past conflagrations. There was the young mule deer doe that inspected us in our camp one morning as we lingered over breakfast, and later, as we paddled further south into the heart of the park, a lone white pelican wheeled high overhead in the sky. The only other paddler we saw during our stay was a lone canoeist making an early morning sojourn through the fog back towards Grant Village, no doubt hoping to avoid the whitecaps that afternoon winds might bring to the lake. This is the other side of Yellowstone, where Canada geese, not cars, trucks, or buses, honk through the early morning and into the evening, where you can hear elk ramping up for their fall symphony with a guttural barking not as sweet to the ear as the bugling would be in the coming months as the bulls competed for their harems. There was a raft of golden eyes, 30 or 40 strong, matching us stroke for stroke as we headed back towards Wolf Point for our last night on the lake. No, there were no wolves howling on this trip, and while no grizzlies shared their meadows with us, one did leave his mark in the form of eight-inch-long tracks dotting the beach of one of our camps. Escaping into the backcountry of Yellowstone, or that of any other national park for that matter, gives you time to reflect on the purpose of the national park system and to be amazed by what it has to offer. It likely will make you question the long lines of visitors that are encountered more and more often in the front country of parks these days and leave you wondering which experience, that of the front country or that awaiting you in the backcountry, rewards you with a richer experience. 
This is not a dismissal of the front country wonders of Yellowstone, but rather to alert you to those to be experienced in the back country of the park. If you venture into the watery side of Yellowstone, be it on the Big Lake or Shoshone Lake, you will surely return to the other side of the park with a deeper appreciation for nature, the rewards it offers, and the intrinsic value of the parks. For the traveler, this is Kurt Repencheck, somewhere on Yellowstone Lake. National Parks Traveler is a 501c3 nonprofit media organization providing daily editorial coverage of national parks and protected areas. Traveler's coverage is made possible by reader and listener donations. Visit us at nationalparkstraveler.org.